Yo, yo, chilling from the 420 fam, and I'm here only with Jade Loughlin. Yo, welcome back, guys, to Only with Jay LaFlay. I've forgotten which fucking episode number it is, but here we are. <laughs> what a star, love it. <laughs> episode 420, can we do that? Yeah. Can Ooh. we do that episode 420? Is that that? Like yes. Get it. Get it. Get it. I'm joined here today by the 420 fam, King himself. It's chilling it. Thank you so much for yeah. being here. Uh, my pleasure. It's good to be here. His mid-tour, which is pretty fucking nuts. How does it feel? Fuck. Yeah, good timing. timing. Yeah? But yeah, no, it's been, it's been the craziest tour um, with the size of the crowd, so... Yeah. yeah, like doing five. We've done five thousand people for Sydney, and then about five thousand for Melbourne. That's 3, all. Three thousand Adelaide, three thousand Perth. So small, yeah, small numbers. Good. Not even, yeah, not yeah, even yeah, big just numbers. Couple twenty thousand people <laughs> around the country. It's been good. <laughs> been good. And look, you sold out most of your shows. That's such a fucking massive achievement, especially during a time like this. Like we've just come out of COVID as well. Did you think yeah. that you were going to be able to do that, or is it no surprise to you? Oh, like, like yeah, like I, I, I know like what we're doing at the moment and uh, the momentum we have, but it's always a surprise. It's always a nice surprise. To, especially to go from before COVID to be, we had Metro sold out one show. During a year of COVID, we upgraded to a double Enmore theatre, like back-to-back Enmores. You know, we doubled the venue size and doubled the show just from the work rate we did during that time off. So, yeah, man, it's been a blessing. But at the same time, like you said, yeah, it's not a surprise because I feel like the work ethic's paying off and I know how hard we're working, so. Yeah, and did your work ethic change at all? During the time that we were on lockdown, or do you feel like... Oh, during lockdown? Yeah. yeah. I didn't work at all. I was on a bender for about a year <laughs> and a half. I'm not even lying to you. It was probably the most disgusting time of my life during some of that time. Really? Yeah, it was bad, man. That was when I really started to get lost on a bit of drugs there. Okay. During the time. Because it's like, y- you get a lot of money from this shit out of nowhere when you get to the level I got to. Like, mm. and, I, and there's money in this industry for everybody, but like, when you've done 100 million streams and you're charting and you're fucking in the middle of a tour with 20,000 people, 50 bucks a pop, do the maths, you know what I mean? Um, mm. When you've got that much money and you've got nothing to do anymore, mm-hmm. you tend to just go go to the drugs and the women, yeah. you know what I mean, and the hotel benders, and that's just kind of where I ended up. So it was only towards the back end of COVID when it started to come back to reality, that I snapped back to reality like with my missus, which I explained on Spotify uh, podcast, which you can check out. But, uh, yeah, no, nah, it, 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 it was very different during COVID, yeah, to where we're at now. So you were, you're on a few hotel um, benders. Yes. So did we upgrade, you know, given your status now and the money you're making, did you upgrade from the Meriton to – like QT or something? Oh, or? we had plenty. Yeah, we were at Sofitel Penny. I won 60 racks at, uh, at the casino on the Gold Coast once and there was about four or five girls at Sofitel. That's for another story, another time. <laughs> Not I can't really go into that one in too much detail. But uh, yeah, no, I, I, we definitely had our parties. But like, like, I feel like the message I'm about now to bring to the kids is like, man, you can live that life. You can go through that and come out the other side of that. A successful, very successful businessman with mm. a very beautiful woman and potential to start a family. And you know, like you can have a good life like, you know, like you always aspire to if you come from that background and making dumb choices like that. Yeah. It sounds fun and that, and it was fun. I ain't got coded, but like yeah. the grass is always greener on the side with the family and your blood yeah. and your loyalty and things like that. You know what I mean? Do you do you feel like um, that was like you're one of the lucky ones to have found that? Not, not, come not out lucky on top? ones. Like like not lucky. It take I'll take the credit myself in the fact that I I made the switch. You know, I, I got to a point where I was actually like restrained and detained by police, bro. Like put out with a needle. Like that's how bad I was at one stage, and I got bad. So like yeah. the way I flipped it around to where I'm at now, I, I take I take the credit for that myself in a way if that makes sense you know like I don't think I was lucky I like to think more that like I snapped out of it I met a good woman I realised how important my fan base is and how important these kids and adults alike who follow my shit they were I'm alive so I just got off the shit and just started being myself again and fucking yeah it's been the best feeling and the music speaking for itself the album we're working on so awesome and 
I don't want to ramble too much, but yeah, now the energy's high and everything's really good in life. It's, yeah, a, it's awesome. a blessed state. I want yeah. the same for my fans. So I'm trying to give the same energy. Yeah, cool. Because I remember I tried to hit you up to come on only with Jay Lafley. It probably was during that period where you were a bit been, off huh? the rails. And I was like, mm, I've heard a few things. He's probably just not checked in at the moment. So I probably, yeah, I probably <laughs> didn't see that. The damn might have <laughs> snuck, snuck through the, uh, the files. But there. here we are. That's okay. And I don't want to bring you back to your bad ways, but I no, did good. bring you a bottle of Hennessy. So hey, no, ain't nothing wrong with a drink, baby. That's all good, man. Nothing wrong with a Hennessy. And I want to Shout out as well, and a Jade Lafay. Uh, the uh, gin soda. the level of professionalism they have here. They're serving me Hennessy in an empty gin and soda can. Someone else was drunk out of. They rinsed it with a bit of water, and I'm now able, lucky enough, to use their old can for a cup. So shout out to Jade on that one. Hey, it wasn't just anyone that drank out of that soda can. It was Talakai himself. He's also in the studio. Yes, he's so I'm going to catch three different things now from this. Now, Jade, shout out Tala. Shout out my boy. <laughs> And the only other, um, the only juice I could find available in Bondi, like I had about five minutes. Well, to it's find probiotic, something. so it's I'm probiotic. all across it. You know what I mean? I've and I know you're on your health kick. Yeah, I'm yep. on my shit. On my juice. So shit. it's kiwi fruit juice. I don't know if anyone's had Hennessy and kiwi fruit, but we're about to as long give as the taste. Hennessy, obviously. Right, I'll tell you. Cheers. This guy could talk for days, but before I let you rant for too long, I wanted yeah, to good. ask you. What do you think about the Australian music scene at the moment as it currently is? How are you feeling? Uh, like rap music scene or Australian music? Let's start with rap music. Start with rap. Like, yeah, it's in the best place I think it's been. And then, like, there's, there's so many arguments that I think it's in the best place business-wise, marketing-wise, and for the fans to have the most content available from their favourite artists. This is, this is the prime time with so many artists and so many genres. I do also think that there was a golden era of hip-hop that some of the guys need the credit for, like Top Hoods, Curse Up, Listen So There was yep. a golden era of the times there that will always remain for Aussie people to grow up here. They'll know if they know, you know what I mean? But, yeah, it's definitely most marketable across the international scale right now. And, man, like, like I said, bro, 5,000 people at shows was unheard of back then for people that are at the level we're at. So it's really – it's levelled up. The numbers are mm. speaking for themselves. And, like, the quality of music, do you think it's there? The variety, is it there? Yeah, the variety. Like, that's what I mean. Like, look at it now. There's a, there's a drill scene. There's Aussie mm. drill. There's, mm. there's grime. There's hip-hop. There's rap. There's just pop shit. There's, like, the radio-friendly stuff. There's Triple One pushing the kind of edgier stuff. Like, it's crazy. It's, it, there's the most variety I think there's been in the country. Yeah. And I think a lot of people overseas are starting to turn to here, especially yeah. being so lucky we're the first country back on the market popping off biting. So, like, that's true. the UK. I've got a lot of UK fans. They mess with me all the time. They're jealous as fuck. So, okay. I want to get over there soon, UK fans, if you're watching. Yeah, I feel like the bridge um, between Australia and UK is definitely growing stronger. Um, and you mentioned drill music. So how do you feel about the whole drill movement? Because I feel like that's probably one of the bigger movements at the moment in yeah, Australia. Yeah, well, drill's just popping. Drill's the current, like, the UK is where it's popping off, and then that just translates everywhere. Not just in Australia, drill's popping mm. off around the world. Mm. See, Jack Harlow jumped on a body remix that spun me out the other day. Did you see that? Yeah. Jack, Jack Harlow's, Harlow. on, Jack Harlow's on the body remix with, Hart, with Ross from the UK. Okay, that's super random. And he calls him Tian. <laughs> Tian Wayne is how he says his name. It's, it's mm. crazy. You know, that's what I'm saying. So drill's crazy popular. Like, I could see you on the Australian body remix. I'd love that, yeah. I could see that. I could definitely see that. <laughs> Ross, hit me up. <laughs> well, gone. But uh, no, nah, like, look, man, the, the Drew scene is, 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 is what it is, you know. Like, obviously where I'm from, I, I'm not so much on the promotion of, like, how much. And it's not necessarily, like, the lyrics, because these boys are speaking their lifestyles. A lot of people are very judgmental, you know. I don't judge a place that of someone's shoes I don't walk, you know. So, like, a lot of people are saying these guys need to be better role models or they can't have mm. lyrics like that. Motherfucker, if they're living like that in their area from the Western Sydney, like, you, mm. can, you can't be sitting in the Bondi judging that, you know what I mean? Yeah, So, 100%. you got to let people do their thing. And um, I think that it started to be very diverse, drill scene. I yeah. think that it started to open up. And it's like, look, I'm just a fan of people doing, popping off, getting 
rapping now that are hood they're from and you know seeing yeah. people succeed so like shout out to all the drill rappers now like, obviously one four is the name that leads the leads mm. the home right there mm. and i tend to fuck with the drill beats too like henny and reef is very drill i was beat, about to say that's related. probably oh, your biggest yeah. yeah is henny and reef probably your biggest drill track that you've jumped stand for is, is quite like where i kind of opened up to it yep. I, I really like like i said it's more the beats for me I'm mm. all about the tempo and I've always been a beat drop guy. So the way they come in with those boom, booms, like I oh, fuck with the drill tempo a lot in 808. So yeah, as a lyricist, I'm solely about wordplay. So that gives me the most flexibility to really get creative on drill. So I just have fun. When I'm on drill, I just have fun. Spaz, yeah. it's really my thing. It's so amazing how diverse you are. You can jump on so many different types of beats. What were the what were the beats that you first started off um, rapping to? And did you ever make your own beats? Yeah, no, not really. I played guitar. So that's how yeah, I, I used to that. play the guitar while I rap. That was how it started off. And then I found Big L and got into beats. But uh now, repeat the question, so I'm a little bit faded off that doobie. <laughs> what was the question? Um, what type of beats did you start rapping yes, on yes, and did was, you make yeah. your beats? No, but I didn't well, make you the beats. It. You I did, answer yeah, it was the guitar. So I already answered it and then I forgot what I answered. <laughs> no one give me any more weed. No, no more weed. <laughs> hey, Tony. Oh, is that your dog? Oh, Tony. Yeah. Tony, come here. Sure, um, Tony. Yeah, no, that's awesome. So, yeah, did you ever make your own beats? You said you played the guitar, but did you were you ever producing beats as well? Nah, I was never into producing. Like I, I, I don't think I had the skill or the patience for it, man. But okay. like I've always liked to be diverse and 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 fuck with my shit. I'm a, like I'm a lyricist to the T of the word, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Mm. Like I, I as for what I know, how much I love the art and study the art and where my favoritism lies with with artists. So yeah, I'm lyricist and wordplay and what your pen game's like is, is a very important part. If you're calling yourself a rapper and an MC, mm. if you're calling yourself an artist or a specific type of rapper, but I'm an MC, so yeah. like my pen game's my, my passion. And what would you say, so I think your, like, superpower is obviously wordplay. Eating pussy, not can I say that? <laughs> you can say whatever I you like. <laughs> Shout out my missus, I love you. <laughs> and we'll talk about your missus soon, actually. Okay, yeah, we'll that. was a question, here. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, so fuck, now I lost my train of Superpowers, something to do with superpowers. <laughs> superpowers with wordplay. Yes. So what is your secret to to those superpowers? I just spend a lot of time on it. Okay, like you I do, I spend a lot right. of time on it, like as in, as in like, I'll write, a, a rap for me takes like four or five different stages till it's finished, like it's the basic, basic concept ideas, then it's mm-hmm. writing the simple bars, then it's digging into those bars, so I'm like, to, to break it down, I don't know, like... Something to do with a can, and that's what I've written so far, is a word that rhymes with can. And then I dive deeper a week later, I start studying through it, I spend hours and I go, oh, what else? It can pop off like a can, and then, mm. then I can be like in the can like tuna, and then I can somehow I can incorporate this and extend the bar, and then I go through it again and try to break it down if I've overdone it. So I, I get real like techie You get with deep it. with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a lot of passion in the craft, and I think that any rapper who wants to be a rapper or anybody and anything in life, the mm. most surefire way to succeed is fucking put a lot of passion in your craft. Well, the thing is, I hear so many, you know, I've even interviewed so many rappers where they just like to jump in the studio and just do it off the top and then they pretty much run with the first recording, but you actually kind of study That can work for some people too, especially like when you're doing the hook or you're doing a mirror, there's certain styles where you need to deliver it in one go too, Mm. and that's their style, but like for me, I'm so techie with it, like I don't have fun unless I'm really pushing my boundary mentally, and I know my fans. Mm. Best thing about rap, and any person who's a rap fan will fuck with this, is when you listen to a rap song and you go back six months later and you catch a bar you didn't hear, and two years later you catch a bar Mm. you didn't hear, I still play Kick Push by Lupe Fiasco and catch a bar, my Uh, skate fans, what's up? But uh, yeah, like that's, that's to me lyricism, and that's what I love about it, so that's why I drive myself so much to do that but you can't fuck yeah. with that one take shit everyone does it yeah yeah as long as you're getting shmoney baby that's all good <laughs> no i love it and you you mentioned lupe fiasco so was he one of your inspirations growing up he's just a lyricist yeah i have like my inspirations growing up i would say big l was my inspiration 
true. Very inspired by Drake and J. Cole with the business and entourage style that they've built with their lifestyles. Mm-hmm. Joey Badass. Then you take it back to Wu-Tang Clan and the roots and that and things. Yeah. Some of the 60s and 70s. What do you think about J. Cole's um, comeback at the moment? Love it. Yeah, I love it. I just, I just love Cole. Yeah. You, can't, you can't hate on Cole. Yeah, yeah. like I feel like Cole the guy that – Cole and Drake are the guys that like don't really get – they they get the credit they they're the biggest but they also yeah. like get the discredit for no blatant reason whatsoever. Kind of just like fuck Cole and I'm just like how, bro? I mean like yeah yeah yeah. Making yeah. I get bait, I get it. I mean? Sometimes people just say he they sort he sort of reminds him of like their nerdy uncle, but I fuck. Yeah, well, he Cole. a rich, successful, talented nerdy, nerdy uncle, uncle, bro. If, if that's my if you asking my nerdy uncle, shout out to him. Would, man, you, would you say he should have gotten he should have received artist of, of the year over Drake or nah. do you think it was Drake? Undeniably does the numbers. If we're talking we're talking musical award, it's not a fucking opinion game. It's an awards game. So we're mm. talking numbers. So who can undeni- who can deny Drake's record like world record breaking numbers mm. that he does? What do you do? Would you say there's an artist of the decade in Australia and who would who might that? Oh, artists of the decade in Australia. It'd have to be Hilltop Hoods just based off the fact that they started it and are still relevant. I don't think, apart from Cursor and Hilltop, I, I, I would be curious to see. Fuck, I've been here for a good like six, seven years myself, but I think for the decade, they're the only two mm. that have lasted a decade so far. I know, my, it's pretty I'm, crazy. My knowledge isn't the best, so if I'm wrong, no, my bad, anyone I missed out. No, but, but yeah. you're right. Like, I think Australian hip-hop and rap and even R&B is really only taken off in the last, what, three years? Not even. I reckon it's still taking off. Still we, taking off. We're on oh, that ground. We're scratching the surface right 100%. And um, I wanted to talk about, I guess, brings me to my next question. Um, there is that sort of, people say there's like a clash between the old school hip hop music in Australia and the new school, but you sort of breed, you sort of fit into both categories. Yeah. Do you can do you think that's correct to say? Or? Like, yeah. Like, yes and no. Like, I, yes, because I was around during Hustle Hard days and coming up as a 15, 16-year-old. I put myself out there very early, probably too early looking back on it. But Why do you say that? Probably too uh, early. Just because, like, if I had – just and you, you know what? It's a, it's a double-edged sword because if I didn't put myself out there so early, I might not have gained the knowledge and camera charisma and some of the things I picked up mm. over time. But at the same time, if I had a perfect world, I probably would have honed my craft a bit before presenting it to the world. Interesting. Uh, is, is the advice I give to a young artist. Yeah. But at the same time, like, it's hard to give that advice because what works for me was throwing myself in the deep end. Yeah. So it's, yeah. So what are some of the things that you've picked up and now you look back and think, fuck, I wish I knew that sooner? Um, shit, man. Just like, for example, like I've learned that like, when you're a rapper, you tend to want to be on your fuck you shit. Like, you want to be on your anger shit. You want to let people know where you stand on things like that. And then I learned that the cool, calm, collected is the most gangster person in the room. You know what I mean? Like, the cool, calm, collected guy who can do, who can do what he needs to do and, and things like that and gets the job done and lets his actions speak. Like, whereas younger, I was very opinionated, mm. very wild. I loved the attention. I remember there was a time I got my Instagram banned for, like, doing sexual stuff with a girl on live. I was mm-hmm. posting drugs at the airport, like, yep. going to a court date and having a joint in my ear during the courtroom and filming it. Like, I was trying to, you know yeah. what I mean? Do you think you'd be in a different place now if you hadn't? No, nah, I wouldn't change it for the world. It was the wildest, funniest shit I've ever done. But like, yeah. if you being candid with you, if there were things that, as the grown man, I sit here now and reflect on, yeah, I definitely reflect on them and think about my kids and I'm potentially going to have one day. Life's a circle, man. I think my fans are growing with me, and mm. I've just embraced that and stopped mm. trying to hold on to some of my my youthful past of getting so fucking wild and just you know I'm growing yeah. up with the camera. I feel like I grew up in front of the camera a little bit mm. and I'm just trying to uh, you know scope that out as I go. And now you're more selective with when you you turn up. Yeah, yeah, no, I, still turn, <laughs> I just turn up and the camera's off. That's, that's <laughs> how, it's our role. And you collaborated with um, Lissy. Um, shout out Lissy. The shout man. out Lissy. The man, the man, absolute fucking man. I couldn't have He's, a heart praise for the dude. He was on only with Jay Lafley like halfway through COVID, like the lockdowns and stuff, which was such a crazy he did it first. time. Well, he was he was here Lissy, like bro, mi- you didn't tell yeah. me that. Where was the Lissy? Okay. Love Lissy. But when I saw that you two jumped on a track, I thought it was amazing because again, going back to the, that like. 
bridging the gap between like old school, new school, like hip hop heads mm. and this new wave. I feel like that's a perfect kind of collaboration to lead the way. How yeah. did you guys link up? Well, we just linked like a lot of the time, like I'm always just like, if I hear something and I fuck with something, like I'm a humble dude and I know that like, and I say this like not in a way that I think this of myself, like I'm the best, but I know mm. with my calibre and where I stand in the scene that someone up and coming who I fuck with, I reach out to them or show them some love to them can do something for their careers. Mm. So like, and as much as their talent can bring something to my tracks as well. So like when I see someone like Lissy coming up, doing his thing, killing it, you know mm. what I mean? And I know where I'm at right now and I was just look had a track and I heard his voice on it. I just reached out. Yep. Through reaching out, we were talking like a lot. Probably we were sending each other like 4 a.m. videos and like drinking all night. Like, yeah, you know, he's getting to know each other. He's so undercover as Bro, well. Uh, he, I hear G. I hear G. If you know, you know. Lucy, shout out the whole, shout out all the good in the boys. Lovely as a bunch yeah. of cunts you'll ever meet. And uh, yeah, from there, we actually did the clip not meeting each other yet. We had to film state to state because of COVID. We were originally meant to link and then we just like, fuck it, let's get the work done. And I respected that aspect too. Respected his wordplay on the track. Absolutely bombed mm. it. Par for par. Our verses like, bro, he kills it. And, um, yeah, then now we're on tour together and we've had, yeah, man, I'm very bonded close with all the boys there and they're just a lovely bunch of boys and I couldn't have a high praise, like, that, for them. That and and the I, love that, I love that in the industry, man. I love yeah. meeting new people and he's so young still, dude, as well. And I love all this poly stuff and all the Aussie stuff. To me, it's just, it doesn't matter if you're Aussie, we're Australian. We all live in Australia and it's all love, man. I just love seeing people win and yeah. they're good boys, bro, and they play footy. I mean, me and Lizzie, and Lizzie will know, we had, when we were on tour, private little story, yeah, we were on the piss together and he showed me, like, the goodness slap, which is, like, the Ric Flair... Woo, on the chest and like we were doing it to each other bro and Lissy got me this one but it took me like two weeks to move this bruise bro and uh, I got him a good one but it really didn't have the same effect but uh, they're just we're, we're just they're just rockers boys and they're really good rappers man so uh, yeah. shout out to the whole family I love them okay, I love that and are there any other Islander rappers or um, pollies that you you have your eye on at the moment that you might collab with in the future or reach out to so, like, I wouldn't say have my eye on but like yeah I definitely would like to like I, I fuck with what Lips is doing being like a Drake and Cole fan I feel like he's bringing something diverse to what Leroy kind of was bringing and then he skyrocketed into the world mm. shout out to Leroy best of luck to him by the way right how crazy is that yeah it's cool man a lot of Aussies are so salty like ah oh, he's really? left Australia the fuck I would have too brother go and, you know, buy your mum a house <laughs> and make him family proud bro do you you know yeah. do your life man yeah. but uh yeah I definitely would like to work with Lips I think I'd, I think I'd love to get him on a hook and do something cool. Maybe that's something on the album. And I'm always willing to work with people that want to work. I don't really see Polly or Aussie. I really don't see. It. Mm. I, I really don't. I don't. I don't know. There's a Polly scene or an Aussie scene. It's just a rap scene in the country I live in, and whoever's in it's in it. To mm. me, Mm-mm. there's really no positive Polly or Aussie to me. Yeah. So you you're actually on a, a lineup with Lips for Winter in the Domain, is it? Yeah. 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 So was it, will this be the first time you guys perform on a bill together? No, nah, we played. A, we played FOMO. He he was there, a special guest. Oh, a FOMO, and then I was yeah. playing. I, I was on the lineup for the whole tour for that so we uh, i've linked with him a couple of times and like we have discussed tracks like we have we have talked on damn and we've back and forth yep. a couple of beats here and there but like i'm the kind of dude when the shoe fits the shoe fits like we're, and yeah. i think he's from judging the way we are he's pretty similar too so if the shoe fits the shoe fits and the fans yeah. will be blessed with a heater but i man, see it happening wait and see. i see it happening i think lips will be one of the biggest artists to come out of australia for sure because he bridges that like that really nice melodic shit you know, I like how you said artist as well because I feel like there's the rapper thing and there's that. Lips is the artist. Yeah. Lips is a, Lips isn't a rapper. Lips doesn't. Lips isn't box. Like I, I purposely mm. I box myself. I'm a rapper. Mm. I want to make rap do music. Do you actually? Yeah, I, I'm a rapper and I, I'm, a, I'm a rapper. A rapper? Yeah. Well, I'm, I, I do. I do rap. Do you know what rap stands for? This is where the whole street got it fucked up. Mm. Rap became some gang shit. Rap is rhythm and poetry. If you are yeah, doing yeah, yeah. rhythmical poetry. Yeah. Then you're rapping, and I feel like someone like Lips is a singer and a performer. I'm not listening to his poem; I'm listening mm. to his voice and the vibe. You know what I mean? Yeah. But his so poems are pretty nice too. 
Yeah, fuck, but he, he's, 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 he knows. I, he, he cute. Have you ever done some what's, spoken what's good? word? What's good? He, he's a fucking fine boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever delved into like spoken word or, or anything like that? Fuck, it's man, a little bit too, bit too live. left of centre. Roses are red, fuck, shit like that. Yeah, shit like that. Nah, probably not. <laughs> no? Probably not, maybe. You wouldn't fuck it up to some jazz? Yeah, I've fucked fuck shit up to some jazz on those hotel burners we were talking about. There's been plenty of jazz nights. Fucking, but uh, nah, I probably wouldn't do the spoken word. This is about as spoken word as I get. Okay. I'm be carried away when the words start speaking, so I tend to just chill, chill. Well, I guess rap is a form of spoken word, right? Rap like is rhythm and poetry. Rhythm and poetry. There you go, you heard it here first. I love it. What about female rappers in the country? Are you across any? We were just talking about Ego before. Yeah, yeah. I see I see it all. I see, I see all the good rappers that are here and like, yeah, it's um, it's it's cool. It, it's I think it's so tough for like a female. And I can't like I said, you never judge who's you ain't walked in. So unless I was a female, I couldn't fucking understand. Oh, it, oh, it, it, it's it's hard. It's a tough yeah. I can picture <laughs> hip hop being a very tough industry for a female to navigate in. So shout out to all the girls that find their way to do that. It's a it's a tough one. Yeah, and what what were we gonna clarify for everyone? Oh, we watching? didn't. Hear. Like I always see the comments on her, just because she fly, just because she fine, it's every rapper trying to hit. Like, she got a boyfriend, fine. Also, she got standards, she's just hitting every rapper to come in here. And also, I got a missus. So, for all the people in the comments who think that we're here, there ain't no hitting. It ain't cool. Babe, let me just clarify for my missus, too. Like, it's, it's it good, ain't you know? cool. I had some dark yeah. moments. I had to reevaluate a lot of shit, and I was like, is this what people really think of me? Like, it was a huge shock, you know to what? be honest. You know what's crazy? Being so candid and not putting a bit of fucking mocker on myself here. Like, I felt like I embodied some of that coming up. Mm. Like, coming up as a youngster, I embodied that, like, yep. that type of shit, just derogatory towards the women like yeah, that. You yeah. know what I mean? We don't, man, I love women. I love women more than anybody you'll ever meet. But, like, yeah, as a youngster in the rap scene, it, it come like that, and the fans feed it, and, like, Mm. Yeah, I see all that. I see all that. I see everyone. Everyone's like, "Oh, this guy would have smashed for sure at the podcast." And I wanted to clarify that for you. Like, ain't no, because I know me and uh, what I, I used to be. Like, everyone would have been all across that. Like, it happened. Like, I got misses now, and you know, it's it's. So that did not happen. Yeah. I guarantee that's gonna draw more comments now. Mm. People are gonna go chilling. Definitely smash because he's diverted it because of all this bullshit. Like, I can't win. You Shit's can't gonna, win gonna go viral on TikTok or some shit. I don't know. They're gonna Fuck chop. Him, they're gonna if chop it, goes it up viral, and baby, make it it's sound. It's money for you, man. Let them do them. Let them do them. But you mentioned A Girl, and I love that. I've known her since mm. she was a youngster. She's cool. She was on, um, I think it was Australia's Got Talent or maybe The Voice. Was she really? Yeah. I missed yeah, that. Yeah, no, I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah, so TV show, baby. I was as well. I was on Australia's Got Talent 2000. What? I know. Can we pull this so up? So weird. Someone pull this up on YouTube? Surely there's you a YouTube link. You actually can't find it because I was in a girl band. Was it that bad? I was in a group. So Why can't they find it? Why was it? Because like my it? name wasn't exposed or anything. Oh, I so you weren't Jade. You were in a group. I was a bit more behind the scenes. What was your like group called? Help put the. I'm not gonna say. Nah, come on. Drop I'm the not, group name. Drop the group name. I'm not trying to expose. If myself. anybody in the comments get, knows any dirt on this and can drop the group name in the comments below, <laughs> I'd love to get that. Thank you. But that's how I met Angel. So awesome. she's cool. had so many years doing what she does, and it's so great to finally see her come out. I don't know if it's gonna come across a certain way, but I'll just be candid with it. Like. Rap, the for me as a fan, I'm trying to put it into what it's a fan like now. For me, when I was a fan, I, the, my favorite rap was when I heard somebody and I could put myself in their shoes. Mm. And I feel like that rap predominantly being a ma- I could not category, but male predominantly listen to you know male rappers. Girls tend to have a wider variety of music mm-hmm. they enjoy. Mm. I find that there's more males relating to male rappers and there's females relating to female female rappers. Yep. So I think that the female audience needs to broaden too. Some of the girls need to really target their females yeah, that's instead of trying true. to get the male fan base. You know, target 
target to your ladies. That's you know what so I mean? Like, true. ladies do it for your ladies, and I feel like it'll help you grow a bit. Like, but I that's wonder just if my people sense, are open, you know? it to, open to it, though, in Australia. Like, do you, do you well, think... Well, I think it's going to take someone to do that. I think it's going to take someone to be the girl who's the leader with the, mm. like, fuck it, we're doing it for the girls. And to not be, like, like your not, sweeties, Doja yeah, Cats. Girl, girl, like, right I'm making her move slowly. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, I just think it's definitely tougher for girls because a guy, me personally, this has just been hard. I might love a girl's rap. I might think she's talented as fuck, but I'm not going to relate to her talking about fucking bouncing to the next dick because I'm a guy. You know what I'm saying? So like, Oh, you it's, sure? It's no. tough. It's tough. <laughs> You know, like a female will, will relate to a lyric like that, or yeah. talking about a female struggle of being a single mother on a song. Yeah, I might yeah, love yeah, and respect yeah. that. It's so true. But as an artist, You're as a male, I'm not. I don't understand being a single mm. mom. So it's a smaller minority fan base that they have to work on. I think that the females, yeah. as a fans. If you're a female fan out there, get behind your female ladies. And, Absolutely. You know, ladies do it for your ladies, kind of like Beyonce does. I think that the movement that sparks for mm. the girls will be a girl doing it for the girls. That's that, that's that's my Makes opinion. Makes such a good point. I fucking love that. And the pizza has arrived, and I thought we could take a quick break, eat some pizza. Yeah, can I do that? Yeah. Pizza, man, right. We'll be back at like <laughs> five, five, ten. <laughs> We just smashed a whole pizza just then, but we know we've all noticed the whole world's noticed that you've been on your health tips. So yes, a couple lot of shit about that. Yeah. <laughs> a couple lot of shit. Well, I, I think it's on gear because of how much like weight I put on. But like, yeah, and then I've got two boys and my brothers here and Talakai's here. Shout out, vouch, please, like loudly, Vic, tell this man them. Like when I train, it's it's triple drop sets every time I train. I do about five meals a day. Uh-huh. I'm very calorie. Gym is like it's actually fucking. Are you in? Is, is he in? He actually gets. He gets. He like gets full obsessed with the fucking set. Yeah. It's it's so it's fucking weird. It's it's my, my routine. I would say is every every exercise I'm doing is triple drop setting. Okay. Um, I tend to try and get it in and out in and out. I like to do high reps, low weight, and really controlled away. I think mind to muscle connection is big. I do. I do like I'll do chest and arms all the time mm-hmm. as a, as a routine, and uh-huh. I'll do shoulders and arms together. So arms get a double here, and then chest and shoulders get it once, and then back is like a double thing. You got a deadlift back day, and then your upper back day, and then you're chucking your legs once a week, which I neglect a bit, being a standard leg. Um, so I tend to neglect oh, no. the old legs, <laughs> let them go a bit. Why? But I don't know, man. Is that because it's not your strongest part of your body, or so no? It's just, just a, like I don't know, like, bro. Like chest pump feels mad. Like don't skip leg day, by the way, guys. Like you know what I mean? Would you say another key factor contributing to your healthy lifestyle would be your amazing beautiful partner yeah yeah massively and like <laughs> i know she loves a shout out a small straight away shout out babe um but yeah that, like she definitely like i said when i when she met me i've explained it on the spotify podcast so if you haven't seen that go watch that that's a good little feel you in a bit but yeah when we met it was before everything and when she came back into my life i was in a really really dark time i woke up in a hospital bed she was next to me so oh wow you didn't mention that on on the a1 yeah i actually had a massive yeah. massive incident and it was drugs and a wild 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 two weeks nearly um yeah and and she's i woke up uh, detained and like strapped and um she was there next to me waiting for me and was there to keep me calm and mm-hmm. explain what I did and what happened and things. So, yeah, she's a, she's an angel. Like, she really is. And, like, I owe her my life. And there's been so many times where even I fucked up uh, in the relationship and she's just so, so supportive. And, you know, actually it's stressful doing this music shit. It, mm-hmm. it, you, you tend to be, you come home with, you're tired from touring. And, you know, you tend to fuck up the day because you're just in the mood. And she's always so supportive and just keeps my... Uh, she's a hand case. You know, she's fucking... She's a handful. But, uh, like, I love her a lot. And she keeps me grounded and keeps me sober. So, uh, okay. shout out to my baby girl. Yeah, shout out baby girl. 
Hope you're doing well. And shout out to all the girls who have never done drugs. She's never done drugs, and that's a, like that's what I love about her. To be honest, man, I know it sounds crazy, but I love that in my woman. So all you women out there on the no drug tip, I see you. Shout Pol- out to you. So you're like polar opposites, pretty much. Yeah, but that's opposites attract, baby. That's yeah, how it is, yeah. Uh, cool. And would you guys ever do some sort of like creative pursuit together? Could you oh, maybe like a baby? That's about it. Like, like that's <laughs> I love her music. I fucking her voice. Uh, her singing in the shower. <laughs> no nah, chance. Nah. nah. <laughs> I don't want to flop no, my but, career. But, you know, you're a bit of a businessman now, so... Oh, yeah, we're starting a business together. I can't say too go. much about it. Yeah, I've started... I've got multiple business ventures that I'm involved in that I keep to myself off the rap theme because I like to make my money on the side, yeah. So I've got a business started mm. with her. I've got my business with, with the 420 fam as a label and then it's also subcontractor. There's a bunch of double things. I've just been looking into Ethereum and a bit of the Bitcoin scene and yep. things with Fort. Shout out to Uncle Fort, getting me on, knowledge on that. Okay. i got my hands in a few different pockets right now. It's looking good at the moment. But yeah, I'll keep that, keep that to myself. Oh, Always okay. keep 10% as my homie Dave taught me. And if you're watching Dave, you know who you are. But yeah, keep 10%. So that you can't tell us about... Yeah, you can always keep 10% to yourself. <laughs> keep them guessing. Okay, so have you invested in any Bitcoin as yet? Or there's there's still been learning? investments made, yeah, definitely. Yeah, okay, cool. And how about your girl? Is she into that as well? Or? She's into the money that I make off the Bitcoin. <laughs> nah, she's, nah. Um, she's, nah. <coughs> she's got her own idea of a business that she's been pretty fond of for a while that I'm basically, you know, supporting her and aiding her and getting started because I think there's a lot of potential for her to do it. And she actually told me before the podcast, like, don't – don't, don't give your idea away, so mm-hmm. I'm not going to say anything what mm-hmm. she's got started. But, um, yeah, we've, we're in the prototype stage, and it's actually pretty cool. So Cool. You know what I could see you doing? You know how Snoop Dogg, like, yeah. he came out with some sort of, like, marijuana delivery business in the States. <laughs> like, he was probably one of the first to do it. Uh, yeah, I'm all, I'm, well, we're, we're invested in – not invested per se, like, money-wise, but, like, we're investing our interest per, full-time into looking into how we're going to break into the medicinal marijuana. We're looking at getting strains imported from, like, different countries and really get – I want to be the face of the very best medicinal marijuana in this country because I believe in the medicinal strain and product and I really want it to be – even if it is a recreational use one day, I really want to have clean, fine, fuck PGR and fuck some of the Australian growers. Mm. So some amazing growers in this country, but there's some really shitty ones who are just letting shit fly around the streets. So I really want to take charge and bring forth on your fam as, like, a reliable, trusted – government funded fucking marijuana growing company and, and yeah man like uber mm. weeds uber weeds coming soon dropping off to the crib man Get and you've bro- heard rock on a little fucking domino's is that something that you've told people before or no there you go you heard it here first you heard it here first yeah and i better not fucking say that idea anyone else so uh watch Yay. out people <laughs> that's crazy so what would you what would we call uber what did you call it uber weeds uber weeds yeah it's fucking bad or deliver brew <laughs> Brew. That was pretty good. What's the other food ones? Door hash. Door hash instead of door dash. Fuck. That's great. Well, Cromino's. Oh, so too weak there. What's seshru? Well, I already Seshru. said deliver brew. Seshru. Seshru is funny. Because then you could also sell alcohol and shit too. On the sesh, yeah, you could sell mm, it. Interesting. I love it. I don't know how the government feel about us doing that. <laughs> yeah, what are your thoughts on the laws around it in Australia? Oh, man. Like, I, I, look, and I won't get too deep into it because I know a lot of my viewers or your viewers aren't going to be too wanting to have 20 minute chat about it, but I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, like having getting deep into it because it's fucked up here. Mm-hmm. It really needs to be legalized and, and decriminalized at a much, much stronger, quicker rate. Mm-hmm. Like, the whole world, like, I don't understand how we can be in COVID and we're the first country that's progressive enough to be back at having shows and freedom, but we're the most backwards country when it comes mm-hmm. to marijuana laws. Um, you know, and there's so much confusion. Is it decriminalised in Canberra? Can you grow it in Adelaide? There's so many myths and things. People are getting arrested left, right, and I know people doing time over fucking marijuana, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So um, 
I would like to think that I can be a big innovator in the fact that like you can be a marijuana smoker. I'm a successful businessman. I'm a person of the people. I tend to be quite busy. I'm quite healthy and I'm a marijuana smoker every day, every night for 10 years now. And I've never affected me once. It's never affected my work. If anything, it's aided me and made me a better person. So yeah. I, I, I really want, I'm very, as you can see, like I'm very passionate about I could see you getting into politics over over that type of shit. I don't know yeah. about politics. I fucking hate well, politics. Well, I mean, that's probably, that might be one of the avenues into actually making well, a look, real man, change. Well, if the shoe fits one day, Arnie did it, man. So, man, if the shoe fits there. But right now I'm focused on album number three and just, yeah, working on that marijuana business and ad- advancing in my businesses a lot in looking into more properties, portfolio. I, I'm just, yeah, I'm all across it, man. Okay. We're some entrepreneurship this year. We're looking to be that 50-cent figure. Yeah, nice. Before yeah. we get on to property development, because that's something I want to talk to you about, but oh, really? what's your what's your favourite strain of weed? <laughs> Shit. There's a big one for you. Fuck, I think wedding cake. Okay. I think, well, and, and then it's a biased opinion because my first ever Cali experience was in high school and it was something wedding cake. It was when I first was getting to meet a few of the boys were on the dark web stuff and, and um, allegedly uh, doing stuff like that. So, so uh, we, we were allegedly, you know, doing that. And uh, I remember I got this wedding cake and it was fucking unreal. I remember I had a joint and I'm normally a bong smoker, but I was so scared I had a joint. And it didn't hit me that much because it was a joint and I had the bong and oh my God, like, I, th- I think I was with, I may have been, I may have been with Husky later on in life when we smoked it again, but I didn't get it for years. It's very hard to get the pure, like the, the original wedding cake strain. But yeah, that, that would definitely be by far the nicest weed I've had, yeah. Damn. But in Amsterdam, that's in Australia yeah, though. Yeah. If we're talking around the world, I've been to Amsterdam, mm. smoked in every, I've smoked it all over Europe, man. Yeah, Amsterdam is the home of marijuana. Mm. If you haven't been, what are you doing? Straight, yeah. That's all I can say. I'm half Dutch, so I know all about that shit. <laughs> I love that shit. I love that shit. And then you mentioned property development. You want to get into real estate. So yeah. what, what are you thinking that? I know. I just want to look like there's like just again like just to kind of branch out a little bit on what we're looking into, just so the fans, people that are excited and interested, that are my fans, um, like we're looking at. I'm looking at potential, and these are all possibilities, right? Mm. So that no one get too ahead of themselves. But we've been looking into food truck. Been looking mm-hmm. into potentially launching an Australian hip hop style food truck, traveling our music around, making burgers, and genuinely getting in the truck and touring a regional tour with that. Maybe driving a van around with the food and doing regional pop ups around the fucking country selling okay. food. You know, like we're looking at options there. We're just looking at small business moves that yep. are going to build us towards. And then obviously with the tour just finishing, we're going to get a hefty, hefty, uh, hefty little nice, nice one coming mm-hmm. soon. And I want to start to invest into some properties and. Cool. You know, I just want to start, and I, and I want to share all it is. I want you to know why I'm sharing it because a lot of people might be watching right now, going, "This motherfucker sharing his business." Like if we're talking no, too but much. I think it but the reason to be I want to is because so many kids, yeah, and so many people look at this rap shit. And this is what I've learned. This is the man that you see right now who's grown from his career, and like the input and influence I can have from my music, which will never change. You can suck a dick if you don't like the music. But what I can do is I can make some actions and put my money where my mouth is and grow a little bit and show the kids this. So like, man, you can be a fucking stupid drug taking idiot and just party and fuck women and you can decide one day to wake up in the morning and flip your life around and do mm. it yep. um so that's what that's why i'm sharing with you like how creative we're being and what we're trying to do and show you show you that it's, it's bigger than rap yeah. it's bigger than just trying to be the biggest artist in the country i'm trying to be one of the biggest mogul figures and one of the most influential people to come from my city and put my last name on the map so that's where we're at right now on this that, that type of level yeah really on have you invested yet. in any property yet because i work for no a property comment. Develop- no comment oh okay okay no i comment. manage a property development business and yeah. construction business well, yeah fair we can have a lovely chat about so time. I'm so I'm so into it, you know. I, yeah, yeah. Like I'm, yeah. I purchased two of my first properties. Congratulations! Like, thank you very much. I don't know any kids out there, man. I want to hand this again. Go to high school, listen to everybody. But let me tell you, when you get older, get yourself a fucking property as soon as you have that money to get that investment. Mm. I know people tell you, live your life a little, rah, 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 motherfucker, get that mortgage under your head, pay that house off and flip it to the next one. 
That's the key. That, that, is, that is the fucking key. I love it. Money makes money. Facts. Well, I actually <laughs> love that you're making these business moves and you're setting such a good example for people that look up to you and, you know, even other people who are doing music or in a creative lane, you know, you don't have to just be broken poor and, and never get anywhere in life. You know, you can actually build yourself a portfolio, think of business ideas, run with them, believe in yourself, believe in your ideas. Yeah, you well, know, I think that rap is an opportunity for people that can get their foot in the door and learn some skills that you probably wouldn't have learned in the lifestyle you came up with to be in rap in the first place. Mm. gives you an opportunity in a lane to meet some people and business people to kind of grow as a person and that's just what I've done a little bit. Mm. And I notice sometimes it can come across, um, especially when I was coming up and being one of the guys hungry for that shit. When you're not in that position, you're always hating on the guy who is or judging what they do. And I know it can come across like I'm big noting or flexing a lot, but I just really want to show people that like, there's there's really an opportunity for you out there if you really just I, I apply myself every day and I heart and soul dedicate it to my fans mm. and I think that if anybody applies that much passion towards any craft in life, um, there's opportunity to do this in anything. So that's kind of where my yep. motivation tries to come from. Whether it comes out that way, I don't know. But you're really making those fifty cent moves. That's yeah, for sure. Get the shiny man. Get the shiny. Get rich or die. Get get high or high trying. <laughs> just get long story short. Get high. <laughs> so you've nearly finished your tour. Yes. So what's happening post tour? Um, yeah, post tour, we're halfway through the third album. Um, mm. There's a lot more creative sides to go through. I've got some UK features I can't say. I've got some um, uh, features from Australia, from Husky and Wombat that I can say, and other ones I can't. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a really big, exciting time. I'm, I'm recording at the, the Grove Studios with um, Scott. Shout out to Scott. Um, we're up there. It's like a man, it's a crazy place. You live there and you record there. It's riding trips and, and retreats and things like that. So we were just, it's, it's really all guns go for the, for the album looking to launch regionals there's some yep. unannounced things that are coming later in the year I'm super excited about I'd love to bust my lip on it but I can't say too much yet but um other than yeah. the, the food truck tour which would be yeah, fucking mad truck tour, yeah but <laughs> they, they, they will be coming with the regionals yeah maybe not the food truck but definitely a regional tour <laughs> yeah. we'd like to do the truck idea mm. whether it comes to life or not I'm not sure but we'll definitely be regional and showing love to the Australia I want to get to meet the grassroots fans and people that are out there not in the main cities but um yeah d- definitely third album apart from that is, is the main focus yep awesome and you can you tell us more about their album or you just yeah you know what? off the camera so sorry for you guys but i'll play you a track it's fucking banger okay fucking cool. i've been playing we've been playing it every day in the car since you made it it's absolutely fucking my favorite track and best track i've ever made i'm so okay, pumped but um yeah i think it's just creatively the best i've been i think it's a mature very mature product we're tossing up a few different names but i feel like it's a it's a mature version of my debut and, and and you know the energy that it came with and the passion and hunger that that came with, but just a more mature and grown man version. So I'm very excited to present it to, to my fans. I think mm. it's gonna be a good one. Mm. And long term, you know, with your with your music career, do you see yourself? What do you see yourself doing? Like in terms of you've mentioned Fifty Cent being an inspiration, you know, for you making business moves and stuff. So in ten years, where will chilling it be? Man, I'm going to do this till as long as my heart's in it and then with all the smart investment and decisions I'm going to manifest in my life from now that I know I'll achieve, I'll be in the Bahamas somewhere with my fucking missus and a baby or two, man. That's me. I love it. Maybe not Bahamas, but you know, I'll be somewhere good with my missus and a baby just fucking off, bro. You, know, you probably like, own your own Checking island. up on the ground. But you know what? No, but I'll never leave the fam, though. The 420 fam and my presence in the media and presence in the spotlight will always be there as long as there's people that want my support and want my energy in their life. So whether that's as a rapper or whether that's as a fucking person later in life, mm. I'm not sure, but I'll always, first and foremost, be there for the 420 family 
members and people and fans that consider themselves in that little unit. So, well, I see you branching out into hospitality. So we've got food, we've got property, we've got the 420 Media co- uh, Company. Yeah, we've we got, <laughs> we got, man, Stoners do a big baby, man. So yeah, catch that. We're, we're opening we studios. Um, Chillin' It's Misses is creating a company as well. So that's going to be fucking fantastic. Behind every successful man is a beautiful, strong, amazing woman. Yes. So never forget that. Um, yeah, we've got some new strains of weed, you know, some changed laws. Like, so pretty much chilling. It's just changing the world. We love oh, no, to we're, just, we're just trying to do, we love to, to see be as active it. as we can. I just encourage everybody out there, if you've got a dream or you're hungry to do something, nothing speaks more than just getting the fuck up and doing everything. So just fucking fuck, do it, man. Do it. Thank you so much no, for coming you. in. Thank it. you so much for having me. No, it's actually, I love doing podcasts and that. And really? Talking, I love cool. it. I just love having a chat and yeah. getting a bit tipsy and having a doobie. So. Yep. It's cool, and all the fans who support it, thank you for tuning in. And um, yeah, I'll have to get Talakai. You'll have to get Talakai in here one time, sometime soon. A hundred percent. It'd be cool, maybe after the tour, we should do a 420 fan recap. Maybe get Forte, me, and everybody here, and let's just recap the tour and that talk about the wild and shit. Yeah, dope. maybe a big party thing. Stay tuned for that. But um, no, nah, thank you so much. It's on. Awesome. Thank you all so much for tuning in. I've been doing this for a minute now, but it, it still feels new to me. But I appreciate you all. Thank you so much. See you next time. Um, I had two, so are you willing to do a double bite? Two chips? I mean... I did two in one bite. They're two chips. It's two okay, chips. Okay, all right. I'm, I'm willing to take the challenge on. And I'm willing to say, shout out to this, because this isn't is a bald move. So two, two chips. You grab them out. At the same time? <laughs> yeah, same time. Just go. Yeah. I can only chew on one side of my mouth, because my other wisdom teeth need to be removed. It's so I feel, I've got a bad... It's so bad. Nah, it's the best. All right, I'm going to give total respect on this. I wanna, I'm coming in... You handle it so good. Do you know how upset I'm going to be? Because I was screaming, crying. It's hot. It's very hot. I mean, I'm waiting for it. It's hot. No, no, no. It's, it's a Carolina Reaper. It creeps up on you. Okay. I believe it. you. Then deal with that with something. I'm right. I was in so much pain. No, but you're Indonesian. If you can handle it, it's the racing. It's not me. No, it, it, it probably tastes like... You'd actually with it. Oh, God. I've met people that can't eat it. I mean, it could still be creeping up on me. Nah, it would have been hitting you by now. It's spicy. Uh, you got to be spicy. I mean, well, like... It's get really hot for me. It took like probably four or five minutes. Really? Mm. I mean, it is It is a bit hotter now. Really? It's getting hotter. Is it getting hotter now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like... <laughs> like, it's pretty hot. Is it getting hotter still? <laughs> oh, okay, so it's growing on you. Hang on. Okay, so you're not where I was yet. Okay, okay. All right. It's just growing now. Yeah, it's going to keep going, though. You're going to be all right. It's going to keep going. It go, I'm, it, I'm it, okay, though. It peaks in about ten minutes. <laughs> 10 minutes. Yeah, it's heaps in about 10 minutes of life and then it's gone in 20 minutes. It was at this point, Jay knew she fucked up. Yeah, it was at this point, Jay realised she'd been fucked up. But no. Yeah, that's pretty fucked. That's pretty fucked. That's gang shit, you heard it here first. Cut the podcast.